Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. We have the blessing of being able to sit down with Jonathan and Katie Mitchell today. And of course, Brent Bullard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, y'all can't see this right now, but it looks like Jonathan and Katie are singing a duet. They are sharing one microphone. And so I think we've got ourselves a great idea for I'm marriage, excited. Love yeah. count, marriage counseling in general. This is a great idea here. <laughs> Sing a duet I, I and just see can't if wait. you can yeah. handle it. Oh, sound great. This may not go well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here and uh, for being willing to, to share with us and talk with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you guys share a little bit about um, how you ended up at Grace Bible Church and um, that kind of thing, your history with Grace Bible Church? Uh, yeah, I graduated high school in 2000 and came here as a freshman um, from the Fort Worth area. And I got a, as an SFA student, I got a card in my mailbox that was for Crosspoint. It was the first time I'd heard about Grace mm. Bible Church. So I went to one other church that morning, and then Crosspoint was in the evening on Sunday nights it used to. So I came, there was a meal afterward, and met people, loved it, and have been coming to Grace for the next six years of my uh, college here at SFA. So that's kind of how I got involved there, was a card. So I that's love cool. it. Hmm. Yeah, and then I transferred to SFA in 2005. I believe, and my roommates went to Grace, so I just went with them, and we met through Crosspoint, actually, on a leadership oh, retreat. So. Wow. True story. Incredible. <laughs> and now you've got you've got four kids. Nope. <laughs> Three kids. Three kids. Yeah, don't you add one to oh, me, Brent. Surprise! <laughs> like, that's actually, this is a reveal, that everybody. Is not, that is not a reveal. Not true. Not true. Okay. <laughs> Three kids. I knew that, of course. Three is enough. Uh, three kids. What, what, how is this, uh, how have you, you know, Katie, uh, you helped to lead our, our fam ministry. I've heard it that, that stands for facilities and maintenance team. If anybody didn't know, and I know it's been referred to that, uh, you, uh, you're the brawn and Zach Martin is the beauty of the team. Uh, how have you been able, I've been so impressed with how you're able to, to help to lead that ministry and have three little ones all the time that are in your shadow. Uh, Y'all drop by the office quite frequently, and uh, it's always a, a blessing to do so. How have you handled being a mom, being active in, in ministry uh, at Grace Bible and, in, and just in general? Tell us more about that. Yeah, so when um, I started working with them, I was trying to think maybe a year or two ago now, um, my kids were in school, and so that was a little bit easier, but now... They just come up here with me and I either put them to work or I say, stay right here and play or watch your sister or whatever. But I want them to see that going to church is not just a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night thing. It's um, the church is like our family and it's our home and we need to take care of it just like it is our home. Um, and so I want them to see me serving and hopefully not burn them out for when they're oh. older and <laughs> they, they would have a heart to serve other people, whether it's in front of like a crowd or behind the scenes where nobody really knows, which is what I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> so fam is a good fit for me, but yeah, I usually just take them with me if I have to. Very good. Jonathan, what's been your experience with that? Having the kids so involved in, in ministry and uh, you've served now for one of our elders for uh, over two years. Uh, how have you tried to lead in that way, you know, with some a lot of extra time responsibilities uh, with your kids? How have you tried to balance that, I should say, or involve them in that ministry? Probably a better way. Uh, well, there's no simple answers there. It's it's a dynamic to, to be a 
a father in a home is um, is tricky in a lot of ways. So you want to encourage them to be in church, but there's nothing that they earn by being in church. So you continually remind them of spiritual truths when you can. And by continually, sometimes that's once a week. Um, sometimes that is more often than that. But um, yeah, you don't want to neglect playing with the kids. That's a challenge for me, uh, maybe a bit of a confession. There's times when you set certain responsibilities aside for a moment and you just sit and read them a book or you uh, play a board game or play cards uh, with them. So I think it's a combination of things that you would want to do. Uh, Ministry-wise, yes, there are times that uh, they see you serving and, and, and maybe some phone calls. Maybe you've got to spend extra time doing those other things, uh, but uh, not to the neglect of the unit because you also, as a, as a husband and a father, we're called to minister to our family, I guess, as a, <laughs> as a priority. And, and so you don't want to neglect that. Uh, and that's tough balance, I think, kind of holding both of those to, to minister to people who are your friends and you want to reach out to those who are having a hard time, maybe sick and this and that, but you also don't want to neglect time with the, with the kids and then your marriage as well and time these date nights. And so I don't know if that's a, there's no simple answers there, but um, it's tough to balance that. I do appreciate how Grace has really taken initiative to provide family events, be they online or remote or social distanced, uh, as well as date night events that Katie and I have been able to take advantage of. So mm-hmm. that that intentionality is noted and has been really great, uh, which I appreciate. You all also lead a small group. Uh, what, is that, what has that been like? How long have you been leading a small group at Grace? Uh, what have been some of the challenges of ministering to your small group during the COVID season? Um, tell us about what that group maybe has meant to you all and, and uh, what's been the challenges and blessings of, of helping to lead that, that small family. We switched to Zoom, you know, in the spring semester and that's, you know, just has its own kind of challenges trying to get everybody logged in on the same time and make sure kids are asleep because we tried to do it after the kids were down, but it just was like this Zoom fatigue where we were just (laughs) tired of being on the screen Mm, um, for one more thing at the end of the day. And so we have a group me that we try to keep, you know, prayer requests coming through or try to check in. And our group has done a great job. If we are like busy with stuff and haven't checked in, then like somebody else in our group will check in and say, Hey, so-and-so what about this? And it just is such a blessing to us because I think as leaders sometimes, at least for me, I don't know about Jonathan, but I feel this weight of, I got to check on everybody and I have to make sure that everybody's okay. But to just have people in our group who would don't mind checking in on people is just been a huge blessing. Mm. So we're waiting to see just kind of what it's going to look like. And we want mm. to get together again in person. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of what it's been like. Yeah. Recently. I'll just add that the zoom meetings, when we were going th- through all that and the zoom fatigue, as you put it, uh, it still was better than not meeting in my mm-hmm. opinion. I was like, sure. man, I just miss these people. We have a great group and we've had this, we've known, uh, this group for over two years, maybe yeah, two to three two more three. or something like that. And I just enjoy these people. And a lot of, there, there are those rare Wednesday nights 
in the past when it was like, man, that didn't go real well, or the discussion <laughs> really wasn't flowing or whatnot. But I'd say a majority of the time when everybody's leaving and you're saying goodbye and all, I was like, man, I just love that. That was so great. I enjoyed how so-and-so brought this point up. And, and then this other person was vulnerable in this one moment. And so I really have enjoyed the small group and I, and I care a lot for those people. And so it's hard, man. It's hard these past six months of things being different. And I'd, I'd like to get back to uh, something that's legal and normal and, uh, to me, if possible. Yeah, yeah. There's so, a lot of things in the in the works. I know Keith Hubbard's is doing a great job, and and Jenny and John and Bobby are thinking of different ways to be able to meet outdoors and and uh, even priming up some different spots on our campus to make that easier to do. Um, but you know, one thing I, I was thinking about is how would you go about? Because uh, you all, even though you've got a past here, you moved away and you came back to Nacogdoches um, uh, a, a few years ago. How have you been able to get so involved? even though you all are in one of the busiest seasons of your life, people talk about your thirties being just a crazy busy time. So how have you been able to prioritize being connected to so many different people and building in as much leeway possible to invest in people with the busyness of kids, uh, professional life, everything else. Tell us about that. Honestly, I have a hard time saying no. <laughs> so that's why I'm involved <laughs> with a lot of things. But I think even through um, this COVID stuff and having to quarantine, it was just such a um, a great break, uh, forced break that I never mm. would have done myself. But just to take a chance to sit back and just reevaluate like what what are these things that I need to be a part of and what needs to maybe be on pause because I am in this busy season um, with my kids. But I do think there are ways to get involved with my kids and I want to show them that um, without adding too much to my plate. But um, I think we should model that for our kids to serve and not to do it out of, um, oh, we have to because we go to this church, but to really, I mean, it goes back to like with fam. I see this as our home and our family, and I want to treat that with the respect that I do our own home, and I expect that of my kids at our own home. Hmm. Um, but to transfer that then to um, the church and the physical buildings, but also just the people there too. Yeah, I'll just say that it's a priority. You kind of said, what? how is it a priority? And um I don't know if I can clarify that too much more, but if you make community a priority, then your decisions demonstrate that. Mm -hmm. So if it's a priority, then you in, you find yourselves making relationships and being in community. And if you kind of set up habits of uh, missing or not doing this or that week after week after week, I mean, I think humans are habit-based creatures. We're kind of created to... And thank God for that, right? Praise him that we are habit-based creatures. I don't have to think about brushing my teeth very much anymore because it's a <laughs> habit. I don't have to think about tying my shoes. It's a habit. Mm. And so if you kind of build rhythms into your world, pick the priority items that are part of your rhythms. Again, not that it earns you anything because it doesn't. But um, yeah, make it a priority and then um, walk, walk, in, walk in freedom, I guess. Mm. I don't know. <laughs>
Yeah, that's good. You, 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 I guess it does earn our, our a deeper relationship, a healthier relationship, protection from a lot of different uh, uh, unhealthy habits that we build. Yeah, I was telling my kids this week, in fact, that in, in disciplining uh, Luke and Parker on a number of things, uh, I've been talking to them the difference between you guys are our sons no matter what you do, okay? Mm. And we're going to love you no matter what you do. Uh, but sometimes your choices can affect our fellowship as a family. And so you're, you're always going to be my sons. We're always going to be able to, to say we love you with all our hearts. Uh, but there are times when our fellowship needs to be worked on or we need to confess this or that or uh, confront some things. And so I would hope that we can have strong fellowship. And, and so building up these, sometimes their poor habits are bleeding into um, maybe it's disrespect being their mom, you know, and if, if they're uh, being mean to each other, then those are not habits we want to support. And, and so you know, there's a challenge to go through all that, but that's an example of what I mean. Yeah, that's great. That brings my mind to Proverbs 3.12, for the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father of the son in whom he delights. And that's a lot of what we're talking about this Sunday in John 15 of abiding in Christ and the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. And as a parent, you, you go through that and even Katie leading the fam team, uh, there's a, there's just a component of direction that has to take place. I know mm -hmm. with the Mission Knack House that, uh, that you all helped to lead uh, or, or led in, in making that happen. Uh, there's direction, there's time, there's energy, there's correction. All those things are built in. Uh, so, Katie, if somebody wanted to get involved with the FAM team, how would they go about doing so? And, and what does that look like? Because how, how do you take somebody, to, instead of seeing these as simply facilities, we view them as ministry tools, right? It's not, that's not just some other jargon. Uh, these, are, these are tools that God's given us that helps to facilitate ministry. Uh, this year, uh, this fall, I should say, we're going to have to do a lot of outdoor things. You know, several different spots are being revamped to really be able to be used outdoors, uh, maximize that space. So what would you say to people that are maybe thinking about possibly getting involved with FAM? What does that look like? Yeah, so we have lots of different um, buildings and houses even, um, and we have our team kind of takes an area. Um, and so we're in the process of kind of um, putting teams under us. So um, as we have things come up, if we ourselves can't do it, then we have other people who um, we know that we can just send them on to check. So Yellow House, White House, um, Refuge House, all the things we have people um, and always need help, I guess, really, if you know how to change out a faucet or change out a toilet seat or anything like that, um, there's always something to be done. But yeah, you can just get a hold of me um, or ask Holly and she can get people involved. That's great. Um, thank you all for, for, for sharing and for being a part of the the faithful body that we have, you know, it's, we're, we're a church full of wonderful and diverse people who serve in a variety of different ways. And, um, so thank you for, for being a, a big part of that. Thank you guys. Um, Brent, we are, like you said, going through John 15, um, getting this Sunday. So maybe a few things you'd like to, to point us to direct us to, as we uh, prepare for, for worship this Sunday. Yeah, that's, we'll be in verses one through 17 and abiding in Christ. What does that look like? And there's a, there's a text I'd encourage our people as you read John 15, 1 through 17 this week. Uh, there can be some anxiety that comes to your heart when you read different spots of these branches being cut off and withering. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I want I would encourage our people as you read it, read that text a couple times and note uh, the feelings or the response that you get in that text. 
And what I would most want you to do is go back and read chapter 14 uh, <laughs> with chapter 15. And so as the text, of course, we, we, we preached on this past Sunday. But as you do so, note the state of the branches that, uh, the, that, aren't, that, are, that aren't really connected in a great way to the vine, who is Jesus. They, they wither, and there's this formal uh, component that the Father does that, that allows the branches to do what they're desiring to do, which is they're withering on the vine. They're not really actually abiding on the vine. And so it's a text that I know at times can, can provide a believer, uh, myself included in the past, with anxiety, but the text is not meant to do that in the context of what Jesus is saying to his disciples. It's meant to encourage them, uh, and it's done in light of Judas, who has just left their presence and has gone and chosen to wither away, as he will, will wither away as Satan has entered into him. Uh, so it's an absolutely powerful text, Abiding in the Vine. I know it's uh, Dr. Rick Hurst is one of his favorite passages <laughs> in all of Scripture. He's quick to be able to talk about it and has led many through uh, this passage uh, so it is It is an incredible text, abiding in Christ, abiding in the vine. Uh, so I'm excited to walk through it this Sunday. And I know, you know, one other person that's excited about this Sunday? Me? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this Sunday. Um, we, we will sing a bit about um, how we are kept in Him. You know, kind of like you were, you were just saying, we're, we're always... Um, we will always, th- those that are his will always be his, you know? And, um, and so we abide in him and we seek to, we're, we're totally dependent on him, you know, like a, like a, a vine is totally dependent or a branch is totally dependent on the vine. Uh, we are, and, um, we receive our life from him. And so we'll sing about that truth. Uh, we'll gather together, we'll pray and read and sing. And it's, um, it's, joyful to be able to do that every single week. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped out of my mind. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, y'all, thanks again for, for being here with us. And uh, church, we love you. And we're grateful uh, to be able to serve you and do life alongside you. Um, we're praying for you. And uh, we can't wait to worship with you on Sunday. We'll see you there.